What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Ring the Bell podcast. For now, uh, I am your host, Christy Francesco. Joining me, as always, Jason Kent. Jason, what's going on, man? How are you? Ah, doing well. Got caught in that rain today at that Phillies game, but, uh, you know, it's always fun when you're out there. They're playing mm-hmm. good ball to the rain delay, but yeah. kind of still don't get caught in that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, today was a shit day if you're Christy Francesco. <laughs> you know, outside of real life stuff, I mean, obviously real life stuff, it's great. <laughs> but uh, let's see, we had we lost our softball game. Jason and I just went to a bunch of clowns. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, I mean, the Eagles won. I mean, I, I, I told everybody, you know, that they were going to blow out the commanders. That they, they suck. And Carson Wentz showed exactly who he is today. <laughs> um, the Eagles had eight sacks today. That's how bad. <laughs> that's how bad like their fourth highest ever as yeah. a team like when they yeah, had three yeah. sacks in the first quarter they put up a stat that it's the first time in eight years that the that the eagles had three sacks in the first quarter so that just shows you how bad the commanders are um and then i you know i had to deal with the the, the phillies losing and then i had to deal with the mariners blowing an 11-2 lead and losing 13 to 12 um but yet still gaining ground in the wild card because now their magic number is only six now because uh, thank you to the Astros for, for beating the Orioles. Um, so that's always a positive. Um, all right. So just a, a, a off the top here, we're going to kind of give you guys an update on what's going on. We kind of gave you a little bit of an update a few weeks ago, but now that it's actually a legitimate thing, uh, I might as well discuss it. Here at the top. Uh, all right. So in the next few weeks, maybe a month or so, um, this pod is, is you know, rebranding. We're, we're staying with the complete baseball aspect of things. However, Jason and I have been talking for quite some time. Uh, we've been going back and forth about what to do uh, because we really didn't want to pigeonhole ourselves of just talking about the Phillies. Because, and it's nothing against the Phillies. We love the Phillies. We watch them every single day. We talk about them every single week. Uh, the, the point is, with Jason and I, though, we love Major League Baseball. We watch a lot of baseball. We follow it, uh, especially from an analytical standpoint. Jason is, you know, he reads about prospects all the time. He's always looking at the pipeline and seeing stuff like that. Uh, he pays attention a lot. I pay attention a lot. Um and we, there's just so much to talk about, and we didn't want to stick ourselves in a little corner of just talking about the Phillies because, like we were talking about uh, face-to-face um, a few days ago, you know, after the, the World Series ends, there's now that the World Series basically is up to Thanksgiving, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that leaves, you know, baseball about a month before they the winter meetings kick off. And the winter meetings is usually when a lot of you know deals happen or you hear a lot of rumors about deals that are, are forthcoming. Uh, we just figured, man, let's just make this a baseball podcast and really have fun with it and dig our heels in and, and you know, not be a, a stereotypical Philadelphia sports podcast because there's 150 of them out there. Um, I really kind of want to be different. I want to, sh- you know, obviously talk about the Phillies at the top of every show. The Phillies will always be at the top of every show, but then we're going to go into other things. Uh, and even in the off season, we're going to have a lot of fun. There's a lot of things we're creating, um, you know, in terms of like, you know, creating, creating, you know, if you were to create your baseball player, who would be his left arm, who would be his right arm, what would be his swing um, height, 
all that stuff, you know, how to create a ball player, uh, a fantasy team, um, not just fantasy baseball, which we will get into because fantasy baseball is a big deal to Jason and I. So we will definitely delve into fantasy baseball, you know, next February uh, to prepare for everyone's, you know, drafts in March. Um, but no, we, there's so much coming down the pipeline, no pun intended, Jay there. Uh, there's so much coming down the pipeline with this show that we're going to get into. Um, we are rebranding, like we said, the name will change. Uh, I think, you know, we're, we're talking right now about all the branding being done. That's going to be so cool. I cannot wait uh, for that to, to get finished. So uh, we'll release that when that's all done. Uh, the more and more info that we're able to get in terms of timeline, we will bring that to you guys. Um, okay, but let's kind of get into a breakdown of what's going on tonight on tonight's show. I'm going to pass it over to Jason in just a few moments to talk about the Phillies. And this week that just happened wasn't the best week, um, but it wasn't the worst. Uh, so we'll we'll get into that. Albert Pujols hit his 700th home run. Um, we think it's you know probably the last time we'll ever see that. Uh, we'll talk about the magnitude of that. Uh, the chances that we'll see another 700 home run uh, hitter. And then we're going to talk a little bit about Aaron Judge, uh, how this season is going to impact his mega offseason. That's going to be the talk of the offseason will be most likely the, the reigning MVP of the American League, Aaron Judge. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the brand new contract that Luis Castillo just got from Seattle. It was basically exactly what Jason expected it to be. I think he even said that on our show two weeks ago when we brought it up. Um, I think the Mariners got a steal of a deal there. Uh, and then uh, we'll talk about um, the impact of what's going on in Seattle with Julio Rodriguez being out and what's been happening out there. That's been driving me absolutely bonkers. Um if, if 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 Julio doesn't get a single MVP vote, I'm going to be astonished <laughs> um, for what he he means out there. We'll get into that a little bit, but uh, Jay, I'm going to pass it over to you, man. Um, Phillies this week, what'd you see? What did you like? What you didn't like? Um, I think, like you said, we're kind of, you know, it wasn't great. But it was better than both of us thought. I think we both had him at, at two and four to start <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. to do it. And uh, after after Tuesday night, it didn't look impressive. That, that game was uh, reminded me of playing the show with uh, my buddy Anton Fons. You know, eighteen to eleven. So that's <laughs> no no pitching. But then, you know, after that, they take the uh, second game against Toronto, mm -hmm. and then they take the first two against Atlanta, which I think kind of threw us all through a. Uh, kind of a shocker, especially after how they put a put a beat down on us last time we played them. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was the first game that Bailey pitched wasn't wasn't impressive at all by him. Uh, today was not a pitcher's duel at all. No, it it kind of looked it looked like they were getting ready to pull it out there. The bats were getting hot. It was back and forth game, but uh, overall satisfied. I'll take it. It's better than what I thought. We're still about mm -hmm. a, we're a game and a half up on Milwaukee. We have we have ten. They have nine. So I think this upcoming week is going to be super impressive. Uh, the one thing that's starting to, to, to worry me, I think we talked about this last week, is kind of Harper since he's been back. It's uh, He's not as hot as he was. He struggled this week, batting 143. Mm -hmm. And over his last 25 games, he's batting 202. Ugh. So that he's really starting to, uh, to worry me, especially coming down this stretch when we uh, we really need him to be the, the guy in the three hole. So mm -hmm. that he's, he's the one that's starting to worry me the most. But the good thing about – Today's game, Sunday's game is our boy uh, Jason Kent got to watch his boy Kyle Schwarber hit two <laughs> home runs. 
uh, 42. He is what's what's the uh, what was the stat they posted? I think he's the first Philadelphia Phillies outfielder since Jimmy Fox in the late 30s to hit over 40 home runs in a season. Um, and that, and they've been in existence for 140 years. <laughs> so it's just it. And I hate when people use those stats. Like the Phillies have been in existence for 140 years. And this is only the second player in franchise history to hit 40 to come out of the outfield. Um, but no, look, we, we hate the fact that he's a leadoff hitter. We, we, but I, we can't deny 42 home runs. In his impressive. first season as a Philly, it's very impressive. Very impressive. He's just not a leadoff hitter. That's all. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. The Braves came out of the weekend one and a half games back from the Mets for the uh, National League East Division lead. Uh, the Mets, though, took two or three from the A's, even though they shockingly got lit up with the Grom on the mound, um, losing 10 to four. The man threw 76 pitches in one inning. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. Uh the Mets picked, I know. <laughs> uh the Mets picked up a game from their day off on Thursday when the Braves dropped the season opener to the Phillies. Um uh the Phillies lead though, like Jay said, uh for the third and final National League wildcard spot shrunk from two and a half games to one and a half over the weekend. Uh, but because the, the Brewers took three of four from the Reds and Cincy. The Phillies do have off though on Monday as they had the Chicago and Washington for a pair of three-game series with the Cubs and the Nats. That that Washington's uh they got a doubleheader on Saturday. Yes, they do. That's gonna be that's that's a big two games there. Uh the Brewers have off on Monday and then play their final nine games at home with two against the Cardinals, four against Miami, and three against Arizona. That those four against Miami could mean a lot for the Phils. Um, but look, at the end of the day, and I said this uh, to a couple of Mariners people I talked to, we gotta, you got to stop. You, the only way to stop having to worry about who's behind you is just to win baseball games. I'm getting tired of reading you know, Mariners fans saying, well, I mean, at least the Orioles lost, so it shrunk the, the magic number down. Who gives a shit? Instead of losing 13 to 12, if you win baseball games, you don't even have to worry about the Baltimore yeah. Orioles. Look, exactly. I, I just saw fan graphs now before we hit record, and the Mariners have a 100% chance right now to make the playoffs because based on the, the strength of schedule remaining, it's going to be really hard for the Orioles to make up five games in 10 days. Um, but still, or in 10 games. Uh, nonetheless, if you win baseball games, if you're anybody in a playoff spot, if you win baseball games, the rest will most likely take care of itself. It's just the way it is. So stop. We have to stop worrying about uh, the Brewers and the Phillies just got to handle business. That's it. It, it, It's that simple. Um, What are your, what are you looking forward to this week, Jay? And then who's your Philly of the week? So I I was doing a little bit of reading and they said uh, Castellanos could actually be back uh, against the Cubs this week. So mm-hmm. I think getting his bat back, hopefully, you know, he was because he was hot before he got hurt. Um, and I just think we have to handle business. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to a really strong week for us. I mm-hmm. think because the big boys outside of Harper, you still have Bohm's hitting really well. Um, mm-hmm. JT's hitting really well. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they're going to keep hitting. And I think they have to, this is this week. It's They have six games or no, they have five and we have seven. We have to come out of this week strong. We have to take. We have to take at least. You need to take five in yeah. those seven games against the Cubs in Washington. And it's like you said that we control our own destiny. If we just go out and win games, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, we're going to make the playoffs. They'll be there. They'll be, you know, at worst at number three wild card seed. Um, so it's going out just just winning games. But uh, I do expect a, a big week by the Phillies this week. Yeah, you want to know who else is doing really well, <laughs> and that's that's Mr. Aaron Nola. Uh, I mean, uh, it, it, regardless of what he's done in the past, which we know what he's done in September, you know, and the beginning of October in the past has been not good at all. However, the only the only thing we can do now is look at the here and now and what he's doing this year with a team that's making a push for their first postseason berth in what ten years, right? Eleven years. Yeah. Um. You know, he's one and one in September, but I'm not looking at that. The man's got 21 innings, you know, pitched uh, a 2.08 ERA uh, in four games. Yeah. And he's got 28 strikeouts in those 21 innings, only 17 hits, uh, seven walks, only one home run, only five earned runs total uh, with a whip right around 1.1. So, look, I'm I've always been very honest with people. I'll rip people that I want to rip, but if they're doing great, I will come on here and I will eat crow. Um, and guess what? That's a good thing. I, I want to be able to come on here and say, <laughs> yeah, I'm wrong about Aaron Nola. He's been phenomenal. And Jay, he has been lights out. He is being everything that we have hoped he would be in this time of the year for the last half decade. Yeah, it's really time for him to change the narrative on himself. And For sure. Uh, you hear what I think before that start on Saturday, I, I heard a stat he was 4-9 mm-hmm. in, in September over over his last, uh, I think, 20 starts or something like that. Yep. So it's just – it's not – and the ERA is kind of, isn't there. So it is nice to see him, you know, pitching well, especially, you know, this game against the Braves where he won this week. Uh, you know, it's a big game for him. It's a big game coming out with all – you keep, you know – and it's not like you said; it's not really hating on the guy. You just call it like you see it. And he's been a guy over the, over his career that uh, hasn't hasn't performed well in September. So you're hoping this is a jumping off point for him this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought we had it. I think it was two or three years ago when he was fifth for Cy Young. But you're hoping you're hoping this year he gets it and he's uh, starting to put it together and figure it out, especially late in the season. Agreed. Um, all right. So what do you expect in this co- upcoming week here? As the Phillies do have a, a well needed uh, day off on Monday. Uh, maybe that'll give time to like guys like Harper to kind of get their mind right. Um, what do you expect in this upcoming week? And then who's your Philly of the week? Um, I expect a strong week. Like I said, I think yeah. I think we go five and two. That's what I, I think was, we handle business. Was, yeah, and I, I think that's really important. And mm-hmm. for my Philly of the week, I got to go JT. He uh, he hit well all week. Uh, had some home runs. Had some RBIs. Uh, he just he dominated the week. So I, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna have to give the JT. So I'm going to go Aaron Nola. I think he's my Philly of the week. And I hope to say that again next week. Uh, so, you know, look, it's it, it, when it comes down to it, when you get closer and closer to a playoff run, yes, obviously offense matters, but pitching is so vital when you're down the stretch here in major league baseball and you're a team that is on the outside trying to get into the playoffs. Um, and I'm going to say it, geez, just on the Mariners end. They were up 11 to two and they lost 13 to 12 um, because they, I think I forget, maybe it was in the, the, the fifth or sixth inning. They walked nine guys um, there. They had they, yeah, they had nine walks and they just kept getting smashed. Once, once Castillo came out of the game, it was just, I, I don't think I've been this angry in a long time <laughs> over a day of baseball. 
just absolutely ridiculous. They're 83 and 69, same as the Phillies. Um, but so the, these last 10 games are going to be all at T-Mobile Park, so I'm looking forward to that. But we'll get more um, talking about that a little bit later. All right, let's go to our next our next topic, and that is Aaron Judge. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't do Andrew. I'll, I'll save that for next because that's a big deal. Uh, Albert Pujols hit number in one game, man, in L.A., 699 and 700. Um, impressive. It so was just impressive. so friggin' cool to see that. And um, you and I have been pretty transparent on here, and we've been, you know, we text back and forth about it. I think that's the last one we're going to see in our lifetime for damn sure. Um, I just can't see anybody being that consistent and playing that long to get to 700 home runs. Um, no. and, re- and realistically, without COVID and then that shortened season, I mean, he could have been over th- 730 right yeah. now. So you're looking at a guy that realistically could be pushing Hank Aaron or you know Barry Bonds' home run record. Um, but, you know, that doesn't happen. But look, 700, 700. He's still one of only four cats to ever do it. Um, we got to see two of them. And that's we got to see two, see two of them. them. And it's not, it's like, oh, within 20 years. Yeah, that's, we got to see two of those 700 yeah. guys. And it's just really cool what we've been able to see in the last, you know, 24 years. We've seen, you know, Griffey hit 630. We saw Tommy hit 612. Uh, A-Rod, 696. Um Bond 756. Now we got 700 and 700 for Albert. Uh, we saw the 1998 home run race. Uh, we saw Bonds hit 73. And now we're pretty much, I'm assuming, going to see Aaron Judge break the American League home run record in the season with 62. Um, he's at 60 right now, but we'll get into that. Um, what's uh, in, 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 is that 700 home run you think the most memorable Albert Pujols moment? Ooh, I think the way he did it, um, no, to me, the, air, I, I the, think the Brad Lidge dinger, <laughs> it's got, I, mean, I think, I think that's the one everybody you had, like you yeah. almost can't when you, that's the, like, when you think of one moment, that's the moment you think they just yeah. hit the train tracks, like ball that probably still hasn't landed yet. Brad Lidge was, you know, great season, but mm-hmm. it, I just, man, it's been impressive to watch him over his career. Yeah. And I know I've, we've seen him, you know, the Phillies when they were, when they had their run back in you know two thousand you know seven to two thousand eleven, we saw them a lot in the, which you know got to see Pulse a lot, and it's been impressive. Just like his nickname is the Machine, it's just so fitting for him. And I, like we talked about this before, when you look at just his St. Louis Cardinal stats, mm-hmm. he averaged forty and one hundred and twenty-one a season yeah, while batting three twenty-eight. Yeah, I mean, it's video game stuff, dude. I mean, how can he not? be considered the greatest right-handed hitter of all time because not only did he hit like you said 45 and 120 a year he also could hit 330 like it's and he did it for like 10 to 11 years straight it's insanity um and that's what's so impressive like i remember because as a a philadelphia fan we remember ryan howard and everybody like there was that whole debate around here and like i think real baseball fans you know knew but you're looking like the difference between a guy that you know, isn't striking out 220 times a season and a guy that like, I know the home run numbers are the same, but the guy that's, that's going to give you a batting 328 over the season while yeah. giving you 40 home runs. Yeah. 
just what striking out it's, 80 it's times a year, not 180 times a year. Yeah, it's it's so impressive mm-hmm. when he just sits back in that stance. You know, something something good's about to happen. Yeah, and like only two guys in Major League Baseball history have ever 700 home runs and 3,000 hits. That's Henry Aaron and Albert Pujols. So pretty damn ridiculous, man. Like it's, I mean, we are we have really witnessed the entire career of arguably a top five greatest baseball player of all time. Literally. I mean, 700. He's got a 296 career batting average and over 3,000 hits. Just, it's incredible to have that. Um, I feel like he didn't get the fanfare. Like this year, like knowing he's gone, Mm -hmm. I just, it felt like he didn't get the, the fanfare that he should have, that he deserves going out this season. Do you think because of what Aaron Judge is doing? I, don't, I just even in the beginning of the season, I didn't think it, like when Pool Hole said he was done. I don't think it, it wasn't a, a big spectacle, and it, it to me that's kind of sh- like I know he's he's not the player he was, and he wasn't even an everyday player. But I still think over this season he he should have gotten, you know, I, now, I could be wrong, I, but from what I've heard from St. Louis fans, it wasn't something like where Mariano Rivera, his season, he's getting a yeah, you know, right. gift and, and building him up, which is when you're, like you said, arguably a top five player all time, greatest right-hand hitter of all time. Mm-hmm. Like this guy, he deserves something a little bigger, I think, than he got. I agree. And I don't want to kind of, this doesn't come off as sour grapes or bitter, but I think the complaint also could be the coverage has been really poor. I mean, if this was 20 years ago when Barry Bonds was doing what he was doing, ESPN was cutting him every 10 seconds. ESPN was making highlight, was doing highlights for him. Um, ESPN these days, I mean, unless Aaron Judge hits a home run, it's barely anything's being barely mentioned on, you know, on ESPN programming and stuff like that. Like the coverage just is not as what it not what it used to be. Um, of course, the Yankees get that coverage because it's the Yankees. And ESPN is a is an archaic has a very archaic mindset to where they still think people care about the Red Sox and Yankees. I don't know why <laughs> people. I don't think I don't know why they still care about that. Um, but I agree with you. I think the coverage uh, on for Pujols has been embarrassing. It's been really embarrassing. Um, you know, yes, Mariana Rivera is a legendary player, but he's a closer. This is a guy that's played 150 to 160 games, you know, his hope, you know, for a really good part of his career and literally just hit 700 home runs and 3000 hits. You're never going to see that again. Um, And the fact that that's not number one story every day with when he got to like 690, that he should have been like a hot, like there should have been like a little special ticker for him on ESPN and stuff like that every single night on Fox sports. It should have been that it should have been that important. And also I blame major league baseball for that because major league baseball, as we've talked about before, does a very piss poor job of promoting their stars. Um, If I was major league baseball, I'd be getting on the phone, you know, or, you know, I don't know, FaceTime, whatever they do to, (laughs) to get the attention of these networks. And I'd be saying, look, you know, we got a guy here who's retiring at the end of the year. He's one of the greatest players of all time. He's closing in on 700, which might not ever happen again. You, let's, let's up the coverage a little bit of this. Um, but it didn't happen, and it's a shame. Um, so, you know, but kudos. I, I, obviously, we've been taking this. The chances that we see another player hit 700, Jay, what percentage do you put that at? 
about five percent. That's why I said I'd say about five percent. <laughs> yeah. Like it happens about once every 30 years, it, like when you go back in, in the history of the game. Mm-hmm. So the chances, you know, he was healthy for most of his career. Mm-hmm. So you like the it, it when I was going through other players, when you look at guys like Stanton and Judge and and even Trout and, and those guys that are, you know, not even at 500 yet, they're still yeah. around like, you know, high, I think the highest is like 350. The amount of home runs you have, they have to average per season to get there. And like, like you said, his, his first 10 years, the dude averaged, he got 445 home runs his first 10 years in, <laughs> in St. Louis. And he was still, I think he was 31, 30 at that point. So yeah. it, it's, it's got to take a special player coming up. It's got to be the perfect storm. So yeah, I can't see it happening again. Yeah. I mean, look over 162 game season average, you know, Mike Trout averages 40 and one Oh three, but we know that he's never probably going to play 150, 160 games a year again. Look, he's 31 and he's got 346 home runs. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's like, he's like not even close. I'm trying to find out by the time, Pujols was 31. How many home runs he hit? So let me go see here. Um, so by 31, Albert Pujols had already hit. This is going to be pretty funny, actually, when you look at this. Um, but that's the difference. You know, Mike Trout will have to probably be a DH to play 140 games at least a year for the next eight, nine years and average 40 home runs, right? I mean, that, I mean that, that's what it's going to take. Um, for some reason, baseball reference is not loading. Um, I think but, his first because if I think thirty one, I think it is four forty five by the time he's thirty one. <laughs> so when you look, he's got a hundred more home, more runs, home than runs than Trout. It's, yeah, it's it's stupid. It's ridiculous how impressive it is when you look at the numbers. Yeah, it's insanity. Basically, here it is: four hundred and forty five home runs. He had over two thousand hits already. Um, and by by the by the way, he also carried a uh, batting average of three twenty eight. So, um, just absolute domination on the part of Albert Pujols. Um, all right, so let's go to our next thing here down the line. The number one thing in baseball right now is Aaron Judge. Um, he's at 60. Um, I'm actually stunned that he hasn't gotten to 62 yet. And you know why he hasn't gotten to 62 yet, Jay? Uh, because teams are just figuring out now to walk him. <laughs> don't pitch him. Don't pitch though, yeah. Just don't pitch you know, once though. Once he hit sixty, you know, okay, now, now we get it. Yeah. Oh God, he hit sixty. Ah, that's how he doesn't hit him. We got to put him he's on base. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's an impressive guy. Um, look, he's 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 going to win the MVP. It's a shoe in now. Uh, if he's going to win the triple crown or not, I who knows? I mean, we still got ten games left. He's still arguably having one of the most impressive offensive seasons ever. I mean, the guy is basically first in every offensive category uh, right now as we speak. Um, what, like, what, what are your thoughts on this this whole thing? And then, not just that, how is this gonna? The, the biggest thing is how is this gonna impact the offseason? Because I'm telling you right now, once we transition over to what our podcast is going to become. I'm pretty sure December, January, February, every single show we do is going to be talking about what's going on with Aaron Judge. It's going to be insane. Um, <laughs> I, I was looking at earlier, the like how impressive this season is. The last time we saw a 60 home run guy was in 01 when there's yep. two of them. Yep. Out of the so there's been nine players to hit 60. You take out really so if you think of it like this, like the steroid users versus non-steroid users. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to assume Judge, for the sake of argument, hasn't done them. Yeah. He's only mm-hmm. the third one outside of the, you know, because you have Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa, who did mm-hmm. it six times between 98 and 01. <laughs> it's been done three times in the history of the game since, yeah. you know, outside of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just impressive. I, I think you said it best. It's it's one of the most impressive seasons uh, we've seen. And, and the reason the RBI numbers aren't hired is because they've had them a lot in leadoff this year, too. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, those numbers are being high. It's just he uh, he bet on himself in a big way. Um, it, you know, he's already, he's got two fifty home run seasons now. Um, mm-hmm. He's, he's figuring to get broken off big time. And the question is, uh, I, I do think it'll be a shorter type of deal, yep. you know, not the 12 to 13, I think, you know, more five to seven, but I think, I do think he goes, he, uh, I think trout right now is the highest paid position player. I, yeah, I think he's got, I think he's got a chance to be the first position player making 40 mil a year after this. I think. I think you're right. So what is that deal you think going to look like? Because um, I was talking to my brother, you know, who's on our softball team, and I was talking to him about it. And uh, he asked me the question, what kind of term are you looking at here? I can't see a team giving Judge more than five years, being that he's already 30. I mean, as a power hitter and that so plays the outfield. I mean, maybe he's the kind of guy that wants maybe five years and then a higher AAV. I mean, is that you? I mean, where are you? I mean, this is going to be a very weird offseason because, look, I, I've already made the bold statement that I think he's going to Seattle. And I think the reason why is because I think it's going to be a shorter term, but a boatload of money. Um, you're, I mean, I think it's going to be that $40 million a year. Um, and then you asked me, is he going to, can they, you know, out, outpay, out, outbid the Yankees. the Yankees? And I said, well, that might not matter if he doesn't want to play there. I don't. We don't know how stung he is, based on this past offseason where the Yankees just wouldn't pay him, where they lowballed him. Um, yeah. Where are you on this? I, I'm. Th- I was thinking more around uh, seven for two forty. I was thinking about forty mil. I know they said that when Bryce was too. a free agent, uh, a few other teams. You know, he was a little bit younger, but a few other teams offered him. Uh, you know, I think like San Fran offered him like 40 Two to 50 years a at year. like 50 a year. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I could see, you know, he's still because he's st- he still plays a great outfield. The dude's got a cannon of an arm. He does. And he's hit. He hit. He hits. He's shown he can hit for average and power. And he's still I think he has like 17 steals. So he's still he's going to get paid. Yeah, because you can always I think you take him out of center field. You leave him in yes. right field at DH. You don't you do not <laughs> let him near center field. Right. Uh, and. I think power plays power plays as even as you get older. It's so I do think he does a five, I think a five to seven, I think closer to seven for about 40 to 41 a year. I agree. Um, that's, that's, that's where I'm sitting right about now. The seven years, I think that's probably the max that I would go. I'm assuming that's what he'll look for. But if, if somebody offers him five years at 45 a piece, I really I don't no. think you can say no to that. Right. No. Um, but yeah, he's it, it. You talk about the ultimate bet on yourself year, where the guy basically said no to <laughs> your contract offer. Better. I mean, you can you name better. a better bet on yourself season? No. Um, that's uh, the one thing insane. we've talked about, and I do hate career years because I think uh, yeah, we've baseball, talked about that. Baseball's the history of you know you guy have a guy get a career year goes out gets paid and does nothing. Yep. Um, but I. The dude's proven over his career, so it stinks that because a lot of these guys do 
get brought up late. And then the arbitration process is, is ridiculous. So a lot of them, it stinks because a lot of them don't get to see it till 30. Mm-hmm. Um, switching a little bit of the younger guys now, but yeah, he's, you bet, you bet on yourself and you basically you could win the triple crown. He's definitely an MVP mm-hmm. uh, could break the AL record for home runs. So that's yeah. Betting on yourself works sometimes. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we're looking forward to that just wild offseason. We I mean, think of the names that are going to be free agents. Trey Turner, Aaron Judge, Xander Bogarts. Like it's insanity that that the players that are going to be available in the offseason. Like this is going to be massive and I'm assuming, you know, the Phillies are going to be heavily involved. They've been linked to Trey Turner for over a year now. Uh so it's going to be I just don't see the Dodgers letting Trey Turner go. Um but we're, we'll we'll see with that. I mean, they can't they can't buy everybody, but no, maybe they, they can. Cannot. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So real quick here before we wrap things up, uh, just the other day, um, I believe it would have been yeah yesterday or uh, Saturday, the night uh, the Niners, the, the Seattle Mariners signed uh, Luis Castillo to a five-year, $108 million contract extension. Uh, a six-year vesting option can take it to $133 million. Um, the M's got him in a, in a mid-season uh, trade deadline trade uh, where they traded the top, I believe, like two of their top four prospects for him. Um, not a bad deal at all. I was really expecting this to be in the $30 million a year range. That's kind of the going. I mean, the top tippy top pitchers in baseball right now are going at around 35 to 45 per year. So I, I thought for sure he was going to be in that $30 million range, which I would have been okay with even then. Um, but look, man, what are, what were your thoughts on the deal? You kind of nailed it. You said it was going to be a Robbie Ray type deal. If you take away the vesting option up to 133, he's right around about 23, 24 AAV, which is right at or just under Robbie Ray. Um, so what was your thoughts? That's on par. You see a lot of your, a lot of these guys and those type of pitchers and you, we could throw Aaron Nolan in, in, in their type of category guys that are, you know, just they're solid pitchers. Uh, they may not be game changers yet. They may find that, but they're guys that are going to go out. They could be your two or three starter. And it definitely seems like that's the going rate for that type of pitcher nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's still young. And yeah. so he definitely he could still he still has room to grow. So it yeah. could definitely be, you know, in two or three years, you know, could be a fantastic deal for the Mariners. And, and they really seem to be putting together something special out there. And, you know, with the pieces they're adding to that, to the core they have, it's, it yeah. does look good for them. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of changing uh, in the offseason. A lot of guys are going to be that are going to be, be going away, hopefully, um, because I feel like um, I, I feel like. When you sign Julio like you did, and then you make a big statement and you sign this big time pitcher, that's why I texted to you. You have to be loading up for something big in the offseason, especially if you make the playoffs for the first time in 21 years this year. I don't think the fan base, I don't think you can tell the fan base anything less than, well, then we got to go for it now. You've already went this far in spending. You've spent basically in the long term over $600 million on two players. You gotta kind of go for it in the offseason, I think. Whether that's Judge, Turner, Bogarts. I mean, you gotta get in the offseason and bring another big time bat or name in there. Um, because, you know, just as we wind down here, 
Julio Rodriguez finishes the year, I mean, unless he doesn't come back before the end of the season, which I, I don't think he will. I mean, he'll be ready for the playoffs, but uh, with his lower back strain, he's carrying a six war as a rookie. And if anybody wants Gosh. to watch the last 10 games, if you want to put yourself through pure unadulterated hell, like I have <laughs> for the past week with the Mariners, that's how important a superstar is to a lineup. That's why everybody wants Bryce to get back to being Bryce. When a superstar is on, and he's a clear-cut superstar, it makes a massive difference because it's contagious. In baseball, players like that, when they're on, it is contagious for the rest of the lineup. And look, anyone who's ever played baseball or watched baseball for a long period of time, that's why stars are stars. And a lot of times when stars are on good teams, that's why they're good because those franchise players set the tone. Jimmy set the tone for the Phillies for the longest, longest time, and it mattered. So... um, how concerned are you with the back going into the playoffs? Because, like you said, they, you know, pretty much outside of something catastrophic, they're they're in the playoffs. Yeah, because um, uh, he just got hurt. He got hurt again. Are you are you worried about the playoffs come? You know, when he gets back out there, him, you know, playing like he does in center field. <laughs> yes, uh, because it bothered Trout for a while. So a lower back strain, you're either looking at three to four days or three to four weeks. So I'm hoping it's a 21 year old with the best physical physicians out there that it's a more of a week to 10 days, which is fine. I don't care if he doesn't play the rest of the regular season, if he's ready for the playoffs. Um, I'm not worried. If he was 30, 31, 32, I'd say, oh, this is troublesome like a trout. But trout came back and started smacking baseballs. Um, so I, I believe at a 21-year-old who's as fit and you know genetic freak as he is, I, I'm, I'm not too worried. Talk to me by the next show, and we'll, 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 I might have a different answer. Um, <laughs> All right, so this has been Ring the Bell. Jay, thank you so much, man. This was a lot of fun. Looking forward to doing something just like this in the future. Um, I really appreciate it, man. Uh, guys, keep downloading, reviewing, and rating um, as we continue to grow here. We got so much more things coming down the pike here. Um, so I'm Chrissy Francesco. That's Jason Kent, and we'll catch you guys down the road. Have a great, great week, everybody. Have a good one. Bye-bye.